obviously. Um, I'm a huge Caps fan. I always have been. And to be there at that game with my teammates and for us to bring, you know, our gold medals to to there and share it with everyone in this area was really, really special for me. And just the support and it's been tremendous from everyone in this area. And you could feel that there at that game. Welcome to Sports on the Hill podcast. Hashtag DC Sports Without the Politics with Carol and Robbie on True Radio Network. And welcome to Sports on the Hill podcast episode. Uh, sorry, I've double muted uh episode two, 313 if you could believe it and this is episode uh number 10 of season eight uh i am live here on uh, twitch and i appreciate uh i see that we've already gotten a a, a, a resub um and uh, so champ thank you for 21 months that's pretty amazing um i wanted to thank um people for uh for all the stuff the support that they've done um you know carly um you know has resubbed for 29 months and she's uh, here and i know that um you know tina has resubbed for a bunch of months as well i am doing a sub goal for september uh, if we can hit that 20 sub goal, uh, I'll update three emotes uh, live on Twitch. It'll be the um, sort of the three standard animated emotes. Um, and uh, people have always really liked them, but I was going to update them in the HD uh, since it is season eight and to celebrate something new. Uh, Scorebot has joined us. Uh, it's the end of the third inning. The Astros are tied with the Orioles 1 1. So Scorebot is in, live in Twitch chat, giving us updates on uh, the uh, baseball games. Uh, we also have uh, Green Bay beating the Falcons right now 17 9 in one Monday night football game. And then there's a second Monday night football game where the Steelers are up 7 3 uh, in that one. Uh, I'm rooting for the Browns because fuck the Steelers. Um, and uh, <laughs> I, I guess I'll root for Green Bay just because I kind of feel bad for them, you know, to some extent with, you know, how things have all sort of shook out the last couple of years. But um, I don't feel strongly about either of those teams. But it's crazy that there's two, um, you know, Monday night football games in the same uh, day. Um, it's, it's a rare thing. And it's going to happen two weeks in a row, which is a little bit strange. But I got a, a special guest here, uh, live uh, co-host chair with me tonight, uh, DC's uh, People's Champ. Uh, how are you doing tonight, Champ? Well, all things considering, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. And I just wanted to add to what you said about your sub goal. 
this is the perfect month to do it because it's Twitch's annual September uh, event where subs are up to 25% off. So you can go and sub for less than what you normally would, and it sticks with you if you do it on a recurring monthly basis. So if you want to help Robbie get that sub goal, now's the time to do it. I appreciate that. Yeah. Also, if you do like a longer sub, like a three month sub, that discount that you have applies to all the months in the term. So you can get like a three month sub, um, uh, basically for the, what would cost you normally two. you know? So like, it's something to think about if you're thinking of a sub for, to somebody for a couple of months. Uh, and I appreciate it at the end of the month. Uh, here's a little spoiler. The last podcast of the month, we're going to do, uh, maybe a sub, go- um, you know, subathon, sub goal, something like that, because gift subs actually are cheaper. Uh, the last week of the month of September, they don't announce that on Twitch cause I don't want people to wait, but that's at least how they've done it in previous years. So, uh, we'll see if they can continue that again uh but yeah if um yeah people should uh, join us in following champ um and uh he uh, is does a great uh podcast i was lurking just the other day um and on the no spots podcast and uh, he does a great job over there with sith and so much love to them as a they're a big part of the true radio network where the kind of the, the two pillars that have lasted uh now uh for as many years as we have so uh it's fun to listen to wrestling and catch up with wrestling uh with a uh, champ you can always go to sportsothp.com click on our podcast partners button and the no spots podcast is right there as well but uh you definitely want to interact with champ live on twitch it's a lot of fun and sith as well um all right well it's been an exciting week um and uh we're going to be joined by a a bunch of guests in this first hour and uh the commanders have won both of the games it was a crazy back and forth game uh in uh the commanders one i am going to go through the game flow just real quickly for anybody who might have missed the game um and are hearing about it uh here for the first time um it was kind of a a bit of a rough start uh to um the game uh in the sense that yeah i mean they were up seven nothing you know pretty early uh then we got a uh 44 yard field goal but then uh, a pass for 60 yards from Russell Wilson, um, you know, for to make it 14 to three, and it just wasn't looking good. And then in the second quarter, uh, they got another touchdown. It went all the way up to 21 to three, and I was like, I don't think we're coming back in this. You know, Champ will attest to the fact in the group chat. I was pr- kind of beside myself. I was like, well, I guess this experiment of like showing up day of to Denver to try to avoid uh, getting the altitude sickness. I didn't know if it was going to be successful. Yeah, I, I, I tend to see where you're coming from. They scored on their first three offensive possessions, including that 65-yard bomb to Mims Jr., who's a rookie, who ended up with 117 yards uh, on the day on only two catches, but a big day for him nonetheless. But, yeah, I get where you're coming from, Robbie. Yeah, but then Sam Howe showed resiliency, got the touchdown. They got the really important two-point conversion, uh, which we'll talk about why that was so important a little bit later. Uh, but they cut it down uh, to 10, and then you know Joey Sly got a field goal to end the half, just like last week, that I thought would bring a lot of momentum into the uh, third quarter. And sure enough, the defense you know, shored up you know, at halftime, uh, Sam Howell passed to Terry McLaurin for a 30-yard touchdown. Beauty. Uh, t- ties the game at 21. Beautiful play. And you can just see the momentum shifting. Uh, they, uh, We were able to hold them on a uh, pretty successful drive 
um, for the Broncos to a 31-yard field goal, which I thought was important to just hold them to a field goal there. And um, and then uh, we were able to score a touchdown with Brian Robinson with the extra point to go up four. And then we scored a touchdown. Um, uh, Brian Robinson, again, um, this time it was a 15-yard touchdown, a great uh, running route to make it 35-24. to 24. We haven't scored 35 points in a very long time. They hold the other team to a field goal once again. Uh, but sure enough, Russell Wilson, Hail Mary, 50-yard touchdown, last, pretty much last play of the game, last-ditch effort. They score it on this ridiculous play, and then... You're supposed to it... knock it down. That's what Tom <laughs> Jackson and Chris Burma used to say on NFL primetime. What do you do on a Hail Mary? You knock it down. You don't knock it up. Yeah, so crazy. Bounces around hits they catch it and then there's a chance for a two-point conversion to tie the game and there could have been pass interference on this there wasn't anything called which i kind of like because i don't feel like the game should be called on a penalty because if they do call it then it's a two-point conversion for like the one yard line which is pretty much like a gimme run play at that point um so they 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 gave a gift to us they didn't call the pass interference and we come away with a, a two-point victory but champ uh what are your thoughts and we're also going to bring in Dujanay uh and get his take as well um that 30-yard touchdown pass from Howell to McLaurin there are at least 30 percent of quarterbacks who've been in the league seven plus years who don't make that throw and Sam Howell's a second-year player in only his third-ever start in the league, and he made an all-pro. And even the announcer said this. He made an all-pro throw, getting it at the access of the of the, of the the uh, height of Terry McLaurin, where only Terry could go get it in a double-team. He was double-teamed. There were two defenders there, but he put it in a spot where only McLaurin could get it. McLaurin showing strong hands coming down with it just that play right there definitely changed the tide of this ball game and then when the defense got that i'm getting goosebumps just thinking about that play by the way i'm just gonna put that put that out there the defense then got their energy from that and next thing you know they went out there and did their thing they ended up with two turnovers and intercept they ended up with two turnovers an interception and a fumble uh, and a fumble. So they ended up going out there and playing such good uh, football, even though the score doesn't reflect it. The defense was really a big part of this Washington team being able to walk away with the W to fit start off a season two and oh, which has been a rarity for this team over the past decade plus. You know, we rarely start two and oh, and here we are with a second year quarterback who only has had one previous start until this year. We're 2-0. Brian Robinson Jr. had a, a really good game with two rushing touchdowns. Um, Terry, Scary Terry finally is like has finally come alive uh, and things like that. And I think that the rest of the league, especially the NFC East, should be very concerned with the Washington Commanders. Yes, the Giants finally woke up after they were getting blown out by Arizona. I saw they came back, and I was like, wait, they actually came back? It was just funny because I picked them, and I pick them. But the NFC East currently, after two games, has a combined record of 7-1. and one. Wow. When has that ever happened in the history of this in this division in the last decade plus that they start they started off with only having one loss in the first eight games of the season for, for the entire division. So right now it's a positive it's, it's looking positive, but it's tempered optimism because the schedule is about to get really difficult over the next two weeks with with Buffalo and then Philly. 
it's about to get really tough. This team's going to get tested in ways we can't even imagine with these next two weeks, having to face very dynamic offenses, very dynamic defenses, and having to be able to adjust and be able to work those in. So I can't wait to hear Dujanae's thoughts on the Denver game and what's up to upcoming. So why don't we bring him in and let's hear what he has to say. Where's my brother DJ at? Nice. Yeah, so my Facebook has failed recording this whole thing. Luckily, I recorded in three different ways, and so it doesn't matter. But I am going to try to restart our Facebook Live right now. So just give me one second, and let me see if I can get this actually to run. I never double-checked well, it. Um, well, Robbie is doing that. Dude, Janae, how you doing today, my friend? Man, I'm doing good. Um, it's been been quite the, the football season so far for the Commanders, and... Um, you know, it's it's nice to see him win, and that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, now we're live on Facebook. Sorry about that um, to anybody that was waiting over there. Uh, Facebook has uh, done a lot of questionable things within the last 24, especially the last, um, you know, five hours. Uh, so anyone who is looking for Carol's podcast uh, earlier today, that's been rescheduled. Uh, so we'll have an updated date coming up soon uh, on that one. Uh, so I'm sorry to anyone that was looking forward to that show. Uh, this show is now live on Facebook. I'll share it to a couple of groups in, in just a few minutes. Uh, we're, we're joined live here um, by Champ and also by Dujanay. Uh, we're going to have some other guests joining us shortly. It's so great to see you, Dujanay. It is awesome uh, to start the season uh, 2-0. and um, Speak to the similarities that I sort of felt maybe between these two games, but also uh, I thought that uh, this is a better team potentially that we beat and we beat them, you know, on the road um, and, you know, to come away with a gritty victory at the end there. What are some of your thoughts overall? Um, it, it was a good game. Uh, they're a very good team. And, you know, Russell Wilson and, you know, what Sean Payton uh, likes to do, um, you know, you, you know what to expect. Uh, <clears throat> I, I thought that Jack Del Rio was getting out coached in the first half um they definitely made some adjustments down within that first half uh, because he was getting his butt paddled uh, pretty bad um and, and you know really it just boils down to big plays you know what i mean um it, it just seemed as if the back half wasn't holding up their end of the bargain whether it's by scheme or by design i i, I thought uh you know i thought they could have taken cody out for a little bit um, he was getting worked uh, with those those uh, crossing drag style routes, but um, you know it 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 really I've I've been saying it and I, and I wrote it in an article uh, the first week the resilience of this football team um, is something to see uh, in two weeks last year's team probably would have folded up the tents. Just, just that simple with, with the 21, you know, a 21 to three deficit there. Um, think they would have just folded it up, but um, this team keeps fighting and they don't feel that they're ever out of it. Um, you don't like getting off to those slow starts. Um, and really it's tailored a little bit because they did get in field goal range. Um, you know, on the first drive had a nice drive going, wasn't able to, you know, get it in the end zone, but, you know, Joey Sly, who was accurate last week, not so accurate this week. So um, some of those things did not, not help their cause. 
Um, you see this lot offensive line starting to grow a little bit uh, and starting to uh, gel. You know, it's going to take them time. They're learning a new offense uh, along with everybody else, including the quarterback. So, um, you know, it is really, really cool to see this team fight. It's also nice to see second half adjustments <laughs> and in-game adjustments, right? Um, that's something that uh, hasn't really been seen over the last couple of years. Uh, and, and now we have some competency and, and you're starting to see those things, those adjustments being made on the fly. DJ, real quick, I wanted to address, address the Joey Sly thing and his accuracy. That's what really puzzles me about his kicking performance this weekend because he's in the thin air of Denver. We all know that even the average kicker can make a 65-yarder in that yep. in, in that stadium. Right. Yet he was grossly inaccurate. I think one of those field goals, the snap was awful, and he had to readjust. That's why it caused it to shank to the right. But can you speak to what may have happened when it came to his accuracy in, a, in an arena, in a state, and in a city where he basically had the advantage in terms of distance. Uh, feeling the pressure, you know how kickers are. They're, they're finicky, man. Like, <laughs> you know, you need, to, you need to leave them alone, like burn some sage around them. I don't know. They, they're just, they're very finicky. Um, and Joey has shown this before, his tendency of, of missing the most weird stuff. And he had the leg for a lot of those kicks. They just weren't there. So, um, you know, I think I think Ron Rivera said they're going to address that. So we'll see what happens. Um, but you can't afford to have him miss those type of field goals, especially when he's perfectly capable of doing so. That's points off the board uh, that were definitely needed in a time where they were struggling a bit. Indeed. Yeah, I – I'm just so happy that they were able to make all the adjustments and you know come away with these two victories. These next two weeks are going to be really potentially very like difficult for this team. Um, you know, I think I, well, I don't know. I'll ask, I'll ask Dujanae your thoughts on Buffalo so far this season. They, they show you know Josh Allen is Josh Allen. Like I don't know why every time somebody he has a good game, everybody's like, oh, like he's. He's, he's, he's learned from his mistakes. No, he hasn't. He's the same guy. It's the same thing, like, acting like Daniel Jones isn't going to go Daniel Jones in a game. Like, it, it, he's going to turn the ball over. The question is, if he turns the ball over, are you going to make him pay for it? That's just, the, that's just the bottom line. It's not a matter if, it's a matter of when. And he just so happened last week he didn't make stupid decisions like he did in week one. Uh, he's definitely there to be had, and – uh, for those jabronis that are coming down on number 99, um, it, throughout the game, uh, number 99 being on the field is a huge, huge pawn in the whole game of chess. Like, his ability to be on the field with his quickness and strength, his ability to move laterally changes everything. That, that strip sack doesn't happen by Jamin Davis, if Chase Young doesn't get penetration, spins inside and force Russell Wilson to kick it out and run. That doesn't happen. Um, he was helping to collapse the pocket. You know, he didn't have a whole lot of numbers, but there are a lot of things he was doing that the numbers don't show 
that were allowing other guys like Deron Payne, especially in that second half, Deron Payne, John Allen, uh, 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 Montez Sweat to, uh, to eat. And he is an extra guy that now, okay, earlier without him on the field, I'll pick my poison. I, I'll, I'll double sweat and see if Deron can beat my center in my interior. Or we'll chip block, Allen will double inside, and we'll make this guy sweat come around the corner and see if he can get there before my guy can release the ball. Now, you you pick your poison. You yeah, there's no a, there a lot of meeting at the quarterback, right? Yes, it was a lot of no choice. Yeah, for sure. And it, it was it was really nice to see the defense really working together as a team, you know, being and so excited for each other. And there's all this talk about how they're all so tight, you know, off the field and how they're they're brothers and they're friends and they're closest friends. And you can see how excited they are as a unit to be able to come together and really um, just sort of dominate. And th- their second half adjustments have been phenomenal. But also on the offensive side, I got to give EB a lot of credit. We haven't seen an offensive coordinator make these kind of adjustments in a long time. I love the screen passes when you know our offensive line was getting eaten up. I think we need to see more of that because it it's even if our offensive line isn't doing that great, like if you can get behind it, then it doesn't matter, right? right. So it forces teams to have to pull back a little bit and then it a little less pressure on that offensive line, you know, within the second half. So uh keeping them on their toes like that and that really good running route, it wasn't you know, honestly, I thought they was trying to run just to k- kill more time, and it ended up being a touchdown, which is you know a bonus for us, right? But like, I thought it was a well designed play because they kind of assumed it was going up the middle, and it, he sort of cut it out and around, and he made a really good you know step, and he just was able to get past a lot of people, and it just it shows a lot of promise in our run game. Well, you're seeing a, what a healthy uh, Brian Robinson can do, and he's still. You know, he's still getting better and growing and, and you know, improving week to week. So, um, you know, him with, uh, I thought uh, Gibson did a good job too. Um, this this Eric Bieniemy, you know, screen game is going to be uh, the death of some defenses uh, this year. Um, I, I thought it was a great call to, especially when your running game wasn't really generating the yardage that you want on a consistent basis. Um, and, you know, Brian Robinson early in the game had had, had a couple runs that converted some third downs uh, and put them and also put them in some third and shorts. So, um, you know, it, it, it really is uh, it really is a testament to who Eric Bieniemy is, but it's also a testament to this team and uh, all that, all that riding, all that, that, getting on to them for every little thing in, in camp is what's showing up here uh, in the games. Uh, you have to practice the way you want to play. And that's something that hasn't really been done. It's been too soft. Uh, they've been allowed to get up, get away with too much. Um, and attention to detail is something that Eric Bienemy is definitely about. So you see that attention to detail being paid in practice, paying off in, in the games, especially when you talk about you're down 18, you're in a, you know, you had an 18 point deficit um, and it looks grim uh, that, that last two minutes or, or I think it was like maybe at about the six minute mark or thereafter 
those those two scores were critical. Uh, really changed the game. Um, really changed the game there. Kind of going into half uh, down ten. Um, and I, I thought, like I, I think most people uh, say the same thing. I thought the game changed when when we get when uh, Jamin Davis got the the strip sack. The momentum really started to change. And then when they started to capitalize off of that that turnover, that really started to shift the momentum there. And um, it, it was a it was great to see them come out in the second half and pick it up, especially on the defensive side where they they really got the team behind the eight ball, <laughs> giving up those points as fast as they did. So I'm glad you brought up. Oh, sorry, Robbie, yeah. I didn't mean to say point. I'm glad you brought up defense has. Has Emmanuel Forbes made you believe he was the right pick at 16 with that interception he had and his play so far in the first two games? Yes. I mean, he's a rookie and there's things that he's learning and, and, and trying to, you know, that he hasn't seen before uh, with certain guys. And, you know, there's certain things they tried to take advantage of him early. But again, like I said before, your front seven is absolutely imperative to get immediate pressure to take the pressure off your secondary you can have like you know i don't care you can have four or five Deion sanders back there if your front seven isn't getting any pressure and not forcing the quarterback to get the ball out quickly it doesn't even matter it's going to eat you up um and it, it was in the early part of the game the biggest problem is that people were out of position with russell wilson when you rush and collapse the pocket, the back half, the linebackers have to maintain very sound technique and great gap responsibility. If you don't, he, he, he has escape lanes then. And then when he escapes, he's not the guy that's going to pull it down and try to run 10 yards. He's looking for the broken play because now somebody's open. He, he just turned what should have been three or four seconds into six or seven seconds. And we all know when you get to that point, somebody is open and uh, they have guys on that team that have wheels. So um, once they started collapsing the pocket and the linebackers were maintaining their proper technique and get responsibility, the whole thing changed and it really helped out the secondary because they weren't having to cover nearly as long. Um, but you're going to see some mistakes from him. You know what I mean? Um, it's just part of the growing process of of a rookie but make no mistake about it he is that dude yeah, yeah. i agree what you got yeah. what you got robbie but i just realized i was watching the wrong game i had two live games going on but i didn't realize that nfl network was running one i was like this is i feel like i've seen this game already and i was like it's because i have um so <laughs> I, I was not watching it's confusing there it is it's the new orleans one so i wanted to run through a couple of scores real fast and then we can get uh back into the sort of the finals i was like i was watching i was like i've seen this green bay game um so Cleveland Browns scored a touchdown and got a two-point conversion. Uh, Carolina Panthers got a field goal to tie it with the Saints. And just a few minutes uh, later, uh, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers got a field goal and they uh, trailed the Browns uh, 10 to 11. Uh, so, um, but I think that... Uh, Cleveland might be in trouble because Nick Chubb got char- carted off with a knee injury and ruled out immediately. Right, and then the New Orleans Saints touchdown and got an extra point just now. Uh, so now they lead the Panthers uh, 13-6 to 6 
in that game. So, um, yeah, also White Sox lead the Nationals 6-0 uh, in their game. So uh, shout out to Sportspot for putting these in chat in real time for us. Um, but then I thought I could still go through them. There is one game, again, on ESPN, and the other game is on ABC. I know it's confusing for people because usually they stack them and have one after the other. And now this year they're uh, running two games simultaneously, both this week and next week. Dude, I want to talk about that ending and uh, how crazy it was. And the Hail Mary, the touchdown, and also please talk about this two-point conversion. Should it have been a penalty? Should it not? Is it the right call? Uh, I know that the call might be different at different points in the game time-wise, but I want to get your thoughts on some of that. Okay, so the two-point conversion, I mean, the the Hail Mary pass, if you look at the film, they were trying to bat it down. It went off of someone's helmet. And by the time Curl was behind it, but when it ricocheted off the helmet, it then went into two Broncos' hands, the second one being the catch. So it's not that they weren't trying to bat it down. It's just one of those freak things where his hands were up, but it went between his hands and hit him in the helmet. So, um, yeah, real. it was a wacky ending to a very, um, very – up and down kind of crazy game uh and the two-point conversion look i didn't think that he was there early i thought it was a great play um you know they could have called you know they weren't calling that before so they're not going to call that then and i know a lot of people and sometimes that does happen and that irritates the crap out of me because if you're not going to do it before then you shouldn't do it in the most critical moment when the game's on the line so um, I don't think it was a bad call at all or a missed call. It was a great play. They did not, they were not able to catch the ball and they took an L. Is what it is. Yeah. It's uh it's just it, it made my heart sink for a moment, right? Because it's just like I can't believe they scored the touchdown after they played so well leading up to that. They held him to the field goal. I thought they were playing everything super smart. You knew the Hail Mary was coming. We had people in position. Like it's just just a freak thing, man. I mean, that's know? why they, I guess that's why they call it a hail mary, right? People are throwing right. up a lot of prayers, you know, on the Broncos, you know, side, you know, in that stadium, right? Like everyone's hoping for something like that, and they I'll, get it. I was yeah. on my podcast, literally on my podcast, and I saw that play, and I was just like, I was in shock. I was like, wait, I could I had to literally stop myself from <laughs> like because I was like, what just happened? I like, just laughed. I, I was, I just laughed. I'm like, what are the chances? that that pass goes off of someone's helmet into someone's hands for a touchdown. That, and it, they and did, it they didn't draw it out that way? Hands. They don't draw it up that way? No. Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if you had to draw up a double dunk off a helmet play? Like, <laughs> Insane. Yeah. Like that, that, you could do that a hundred times and, and it wouldn't happen once. Yeah. yeah, I'm about to say Rich Gannon was one of the most accurate quarterbacks in history. And I don't even think he could pull that off. Yeah, no. yeah. so crazy. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the Nationals who just scored a run finally in their game. The Orioles also scored. They're up 3-1 over the Astros, which I always love to see. Um, and uh, uh, so, yeah, lots of different sports going on here. Uh, Dujanay, uh, before we let you go, let people know. I know you've been doing racing coverage and some other stuff. Let people know where they can find all of that and uh, what you've been up to. 
Um, you can find my work uh, for the commanders at sportsjourney.com. Uh, right now, I am not writing anything for the NHRA. We will be back hopefully soon. Uh, the Not Bland Show, if you have seen it on uh, the Sports OTHP page, uh, go there, like it, uh, and subscribe on YouTube. We're going to be coming out soon. I just want everything to be right, so I'm not rushing anything, but the Not Bland Show will be back. Uh, it will be revamped, and uh, it will be live. So we, were, we will be looking to do that on Mondays and Wednesdays tentatively, and then it will switch So um, at some point. So I got, a qu- I got a quick question for you. The breakdown, is that in the past? Is this going to be your new thing? Yes, the breakdown yeah. is over. Um, right so but yeah, people can see in run. chat um all the episodes of the breakdown they're still linked yes. there and then when you have the new one up i will update all of our information on our website and so people can find all the latest stuff there but if people want to check out what the previous stuff that he was doing it, it was some really great uh work that you did uh with the breakdown so i'm excited um you know i'm so excited um for uh you know your your f- former co-host and what she's been able to do she's you been know. doing real good stuff um that that was the reason for the change um she's so busy um and i wanted her to be able to not have to juggle schedules um you know she's been able to get there she's working and doing all the ravens coverage now um and doing she's that under her own kill- umbrella so she's it's killing really awesome. the ravens coverage i just want to put that out there i just oh yeah I, She's actually my go-to Ravens reporter right now, and she's who I'm following the closest. Uh, 71, sorry, breaking 71-yard touchdown uh, by Pittsburgh here um, in, in their game. Uh, pretty crazy uh, run here uh, and just got blew by them. And, yeah, 71 yards. So uh, Browns fans are probably uh, besides themselves at this very moment. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was 6.05 left in the second quarter. Um, and, uh, also a final here and uh, the White Sox did defeat the national six to one, uh, extra point coming here to see, oh, it's, a what are, there's a flag there. So anywho, uh, but, uh, Dujanay, thank you so much for joining us as always. It's been uh, great to cover it. A lot of us predicted us to go two and zero, but it's really nice to see it actually Absolutely. happen you know because um it'll be a rough uh, game next week i think with um the bills but i think now we have some momentum and who knows you know um only sith had us winning this game i'll, I'll give a shout out to sith you know ahead of time um do you feel differently now than you did a couple of weeks ago or do you still think you think it'll be close what are your so your thoughts well if you look at the bills um first off their running game, it's by committee. So um, I don't think any of those guys, they, they're capable, but they don't scare me. So uh, really it's just, it's another, it's, an, it's a it's a younger Russell Wilson in the sense that the same rules apply. You collapse the pocket, your back end must do the right thing and not get out of, not leave lanes for Josh Allen to run. I think the defense is more than capable of handling uh, the wide receivers. It appears that Diggs and Allen aren't really on the same page still. Um, So it's just a matter of on offense for Washington doing what they do best. Uh, You know, the the best counter for a defense that is quick up front is to hit them with those screens. 
<laughs> um, so I think uh, Washington has a very good game plan. They have a quarterback that can execute well. Um, they have a, a, a plethora of, uh, you know, weapons. I don't think this game is as tough as it's made out to be. I don't think it's any tougher than going to Denver at this moment. Um, so if they come out and they execute and if they can put up 35, you're going to have a shot. But I would say don't get off to a slow start. I, the only thing is, I, I believe this game is at home. So that's the only caveat where, yeah, sure, you could get off to a slow start and you might be okay being that you are at home. But I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. We need to come in and and make a move pretty uh, pretty quickly there. So um, thank you so much for your time, as always. Um, I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll definitely uh, try to have you back on next week if you're available. And uh, it's been fun start to the season to start 2-0. And uh, I, I look forward to uh, your, your new show coming out soon. And definitely check out some of the writing. I linked to it in chat. And all of that information is always on our team, Sports OTHP, on sportsothp.com uh, for all the latest links for Dijonay. Thank you so much, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Have a great show. Peace out, DJ. All right. Sounds good. All right, so these games, uh, these football games are pretty exciting, and we're going to talk about them uh, for a second. I'm going to double-check to make sure everything is good with our next guest. But, uh, Champ, uh, what are some of your thoughts on – oh, by the way, the Steelers went for two, and they didn't get it. So it's 11-16 to in a very strange score. Um, What are some of your thoughts on uh, these uh, Monday Night Football games? Uh, it's, I mean, it sound, it's really interesting to see Pittsburgh, the way they're bouncing back here. And I mean, Cleveland, that's a big loss losing their running back, Nick Chubb. Uh, if he had to be carted off and immediately ruled out, it's gotta be uh, a really severe injury, most likely an ACL of some sort for him to, to be down and immediately ruled out. Like they didn't even waste any time. They said he's done for them for the night. So got to keep an eye on that, but hopefully Cleveland has, uh, a good option that they're running back to help out with Deshaun Watson and that offense, uh, because it's going to be a tough road to go. They were, they, they showed some promise in that first week with Joe, with Joe Burrow struggling and they were able to take advantage of that. But now they're going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers team that clearly was pissed off from last week and they're taking it out on Cleveland. Well, not by much, but they're still doing their best here. And just on a personal note, I had I've had Pittsburgh's defense on two of my fantasy teams and they're sitting on the bench and they started a game with a pick six. So needless to say, I'm not happy because who I started was the Philly defense and they had a, a shootout this past week. So I'm just like kicking myself for not starting Pittsburgh instead of Philly. But I hear that that's neither here nor there. But that's where we are there. And then, of course, uh, Green Bay, they're in the Jordan Love era now. Uh, Jordan Love, who's sat all this time behind Aaron Rodgers, and there were a lot of Green Bay fans that didn't believe in Jordan Love when Aaron Rodgers was there. But now that he's no longer there, they have to believe in Jordan Love now. And some of them still don't, even with the performance he had last week. He's trying to show show them that this is his team now, and they need to believe in him and what he can do. So uh, I think this is gonna these first two games are gonna be a litmus test for him to see where he's at, and then see where he can go from from that point going forward yeah it's uh both these games are pretty exciting so far um interesting to see where they're going uh you know i thought the browns were better than this and so the steelers are playing surprisingly well 
uh, some good defense there on a uh, on a good opportunity on first down uh, for the Browns. But it is in Pittsburgh, and maybe I shouldn't have doubted them so much. We do have Hurt joining us um, right about now. He's uh, going to be uh, connecting through, so we'll bring him in in just a second. And uh, I'm so excited just to be able to cover this awesome win um, with you guys. And I don't know, I just... We were excited going into the season, but I, I wasn't sure uh, how obviously it was going to go. You know, often we win our first three games in the preseason, and that doesn't actually bode well for us. So the, the win in some ways five games in a row to start the season is impressive to me. You know, uh, and hopefully they can use that momentum against uh, the Bills. I think Hurts ready. All right, Hurt, you can uh, come on in whenever you are ready. Join us on the camera and the mic. Um, but uh, I actually got to watch uh, Hertz v- uh, vlog on his first uh, game at FedEx in over a decade and the whole preparation and everything like that. Man, I got to give you some props, bro, for having to go through all that and then do all that walking and stuff like that. Big props, bro. Big props. Yeah, uh, for first sure. Of all, is this thing on? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yes. you're good. So the first thing I had to do for anyone who saw that vlog is I had to give a big rest in peace to my man Banks, who actually helped me across the log and fished my phone out of the creek behind FedEx Field on Sunday. And um, that was going to be the last time we were together. He passed on Friday. So I'm Mm. hurting right now. Yeah, I saw I saw that, man. Rest in peace. He was a good dude, man. Real good dude. Wow. I didn't realize that was the last time you got to hang out with him. That puts the whole scene and everything in a very different life. I'm happy you guys had that last experience together, you know, and and to be able to, you know, do that. So me too, very much. Yeah. Um, I'm so sorry for your loss. It's, there's a lot of horrible losses going around right now and it's just, uh, it's, it's a, a rough time. Yeah, you know, I'm thankful that we have you know football and things like that to be a little bit of an escape from it. But uh, yeah. uh, R.I.P. to him, indeed. He, I got to meet him a couple of times. He seemed like a really good guy. And um, um, so yeah, uh, that's that's rough. I I didn't I didn't put two and two together until just now. So thank you for for letting me know that. Um, um, it was such a such a good win for that that game, and uh, so I am happy he got to see that. Um, this this game was also pretty crazy. What were some of your he thoughts? He didn't on? get to see it because he had to leave early. Oh no! It was, that's the worst part. Was he had to leave early? I ended up staying because I had a feeling he was going to have to leave early, but he did he didn't leave after the go ahead touchdown. So we got to see the go ahead touchdown. Okay. Safety in the game. Oh. Safety the game. This game would have been even more sweetlier because a lot of our fans did the proverbial leaving early. Lots of fans left early. Lots of fire Del Rio, Rivera's gotta go. We bought EB in for this. Uh, Sam Howell's not the guy. My favorite one, my favorite one was, how many games do we have to lose to get one of the Dion's? That's a quote. How many games do we have to lose to get one of the Dion's? Me personally, I was like, yo, can we wait and see what happens? I know what you guys are thinking. We're not used to having a team that can make adjustments. But one thing we learned about Ron Rivera teams is they fight. They don't give up. 
they fight, they play all four quarters. And what we're learning about EB is he can construct an offense to a defense on the fly. And he made adjustments on offense. We've never seen that before. All we do is make adjustments on defense and hope that our same old offense can work. But he really got that. He got that screen pass going. And it worked every time. He, he didn't overuse it like Jay Gruden tried to. He used it very sparingly, but every time he used it, it hit. And each time it was like one or two steps or a broken tackle away from going all the way. And um, my favorite of all of the uh, folks who jumped off the bridge early was Trey Chase Young. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy in one of my fantasy leagues who's salivating over the fact that Chase Young's going to end up a stealer next year. And I'm like, you could go F yourself because it's not going to happen. Yeah, and, and he might. I don't but uh. I don't think he will. I think I think he has to understand. The problem with, with this defensive line is you can't double team everybody. You can't double team everybody. You can only double team one or two people in that line. They chose to double team Chase Young. So Deron Payne got to eat for free. It's like, oh, one-on-one? Excuse me, I'm, I'm going toward the quarterback. I'm going, I'm going straight ahead because you can't stop me one-on-one and you can't stop me one-on-one. Oh, y'all want to double-team me? Chase the Montez Sweat, they meet at the quarterback. Oh, y'all want to double-team the edges? Oh, well, Jonathan Allen's coming up. You can't double-team them all. You can't, and you can't beat them one-on-one. Everyone in your offensive line is not going to win a one-on-one battle. So it's going to be a rough, it's going to be rough. People are going to have to bring in tight ends, bring in extra players, bring in whoever they got to bring in to cover these studs. Yeah, for sure. I, I, it, I was talking to Dujanae about this a little bit earlier, but the fact they were all able to eat together, you know, to connect at the quarterback, be able to, you know, it, it has so many mismatches. They don't know who – you got to double team a bunch of them, and you can't. So, like, um, it, it helps us a lot. I love having this young rookie ball hawk behind that because at some point he's going to get frantic and, you know – um, I, I you got to see that interception and Rob, Robbie just read my mind because I was definitely going to ask her about Emmanuel Forbes Jr. and his thoughts on him. Like I asked Jujanea his thoughts on him because I like him. I like what he's doing so far. I like him a lot. He he's he is that. He is exactly what they said he was going to be a ball hawk. He's around the ball. He's making plays. You know, I need to rewatch the game, but there was a couple of um drop interceptions because guys were already looking at the end zone. And there was a couple, like, Forbes definitely dropped the ball on one because he knew he had a touchdown. That one that he fumbled, he was already thinking green. He was like, oh, this is fixed. And that's that's what happened with him. But I like him a lot. And there's and one time tough. where two two of our guys bumped into each other. And, you know, if one of them had just taken it, there would have, you know, been an interception too. So it's really close. And I just, I like, we talked about it last week, talked about it already this week, but how they sort of tightened up in the second half, the adjustments on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball, um, I just thought were 
perfect. Like they were exactly what you need. Uh, and it gives me a lot of hope because I think this team could really develop. A, I, you were talking about the screens and I think that those are going to be so key and how they sprinkle those in to sort of give a little relief to that offensive line uh, because they can't just automatically rush. They have to think about it, you know, just for a second. And that could you know, end up being a huge difference for them. So, um, absolutely. So I'm going to get your thoughts on uh, the next week because I know that your time is short tonight. But um, what what are your thoughts on Buffalo? You know, they're they're coming to Washington. You're going to the game, so I want to get your thoughts on that as well. Um, and then hopefully next week I'll get your your recap on that. But um, what what are some of your thoughts going into it? I am praying to everything that my black Sean Taylor jersey comes in time for that game. Like I am like, please, please get here. Please get here. Um, that's an L. We lose in that game. That's just how I feel. I feel like we're losing that game. Um, Buffalo is, for better or for worse, Jonathan Allen is just like every week we face a little stiffer competition. Uh, even though Arizona showed they're not really exactly slouches, even though they lost the they had the Giants face down. So I was like, okay, that makes me feel better about us beating them. Denver came out punching, but they got Russell Wilson. He's going to the Hall of Fame at some point. Um, so yeah, that was a good win. But Josh Allen, they got the stout wide receiver, they got the running backs, they got the defense, they got the whole package. I think we're probably gonna get routed. That's just my thoughts. If we can come away from that game 3-0, and then we can start talking about things that we shouldn't be talking about. Then we can start talking about playoffs and a push and winning the division and all this other stuff. But Buffalo is going to be a stiff test. And um, I don't see it. I got us losing, respectfully. Right. I mean – I think everyone had us living, losing except for Sith, and Sith had us winning but had us losing last week. So he still would have it be, you know, a loss there, you know, two and one, you know, through three weeks. But does have us beating Philadelphia, which I also think is an L. But uh, I think that's why it was so key about these uh, first two wins because we needed to come out of these first four games at 500. And now we can, I don't want to say lax about it. The, the rest is gravy, as they say. You know, like if we can. Yeah, yeah. So, still, so house money. Right, yeah. If you can steal one of these next two games, that's a huge win. And, you know, so we have that opportunity now in front of us. Uh, but uh, I think both of them will be very difficult, as you say. Um, if we're sitting at 3-1 week four, uh, the sky's the limit. Yeah. Regardless of whether we beat Buffalo, of course, the preference is to beat Philadelphia. The preference is to win an NFC game, division game. That's the, the preference. Right. Um, it's just so hard to go to Philadelphia and win. I just so don't. I, I just we we don't have a lot of good history there. Uh, so it's um and and they're a legit really good team. I've watched both of their first uh, two games. You know, I I think they did falter at times, but teams will do that in the first two weeks. Uh, but uh, I definitely think that they are right now a better team than we are. Uh, whether or not we, you know, can somehow get better through the next game. Cause I was kind of talking about that week one, get better half by half, right? You're not, you're not going to be the Super Bowl champion week one. You know, you just got to keep on improving weekly. And if we can stay healthy and keep on improving, you know, I think we could be a pretty successful team, you know, this season. Uh, but you just got to have to take it half by half. You can't look too far ahead and stuff like that. Uh, I did love your, 
um, your vlog uh, that you posted. I have linked uh, to it in Twitch chat. Um, let people know where they can find you in the audio podcast and on people on, on Facebook and stuff like that. Uh, and I didn't know if you had any more uh, scheduled vlogs or uh, things that you're going to be posting soon. No. Um, with the events of this week, my vlog is on hold for right now, but it's life versus lymphedema. Life versus lymphedema. Uh, that's spelled uh, L-Y-M-P-H-E-D-E-M-A. Like, I I'm still bad at the spelling part. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's 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 bad. Well, also, if you want an easier URL, youtube.com slash and then at symbol life versus lymph, L-Y-M-P-H. Uh, it's a little bit of a shorter name. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, there we go. And so I've linked that in chat, and I'm going to make a command for it. I also shared it. If you go back to this last week. This is the guy week, right here. And then you can also post it. I'll post it on uh, all the links uh, when we post this live on all the different uh, platforms. But definitely go check it out. It was a great – I love the the live thing. Maybe if you do go to the game this week, maybe record something, you know, and think oh, about yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, Definitely. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be spinning the block on that because that went over – it went over really well last time to be up a crossover talking about the game and talking about, you know, uh, although this week I'm catching, I'm catching the bus this week because, um, you know, obviously the guy I rode with last week is going to make it this week. Right. And um, the guy that I bummed the ride home with last week uh, is actually going to the Penn state game instead. So, um, you know, Crystal City Sports Club, a place I frequent, they have a shuttle service that goes from the bar to the game and then back to the bar after the game. So I'm probably going to be shitty, 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 shit-faced uh, when I get there and blah, 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 when I get back. So, so definitely document this because even if no one else gets to see it, I hope to see it. Um, and uh, it, it should be an entertaining show. I am so sorry for your loss. I, I, I don't think I can, can, can convey that enough uh, to you. He, he seemed like a really good guy. Um, and I'm sorry that you don't get to go with him uh, to this game. And uh, I do hope that you do find some joy in this game, though. And uh, I hope that we uh, shall... You know few things cure sadness like winning so that yeah. would be awesome or at least not getting blown out yes i would consider that a victory into itself so i i do hope that you have uh, a an okay week um and enjoy the game and i do thank you for joining us with all especially all things considered but um i really appreciate your time as always and uh, people definitely go check out hurt uh he's uh for people who didn't check out last week's show he is our first um Producer, he's the reason that we started to do this in the first place. You know, without him, you know, getting CP3 on the network and then, you know, taking a chance on me, you know, being a co-host with him, this doesn't happen eight years ago. And we've been able to grow into this brotherhood and to see this whole group of people continue, you know, we, we miss Black GOP tremendously. And, you know, we continue this, you know, on in his legacy. And uh, I'm so happy that we can still call this the True Radio Network. We still have all the True Radio Network branding on it. We still still you know i know that champ does it as well and um i'm happy that yeah. we can continue the legacy of some of these people and uh, do some of this and um you're you're an important person to me because you know without you i wouldn't have ever done this and uh I, I thank you for giving us this opportunity and i'm so happy that we can have this friendship and be able to continue to have these Man, you guys you guys took that ball and ran with it you know y'all were definitely brian robinson in the end zone right. uh fun fact 
Black GOP and Banks were both my daughter's godfathers. Mm. Wow. And I got to give a th- give thanks to Hurt because of the because of DMVF and the way, the way he pushed me in promos to make me one of the best get talkers in backyard wrestling. It was because of Black GOP and Big Hurt. If it wasn't for those two, I would have sucked. <laughs> Dude, we still E-Fang, baby. We still out here. Look, look, look. PWR, I'm still the, I'm the empowered champion, baby. We out here. We I see. Real, look, the E-Fang games now is different because the E-Fang game now, they have like actual belts that they mail out to you when you're holding a belt. It's crazy out here right now. Oh, my goodness. Y'all going to okay. make me come out of retirement almost. <laughs> well, well, I'll I, send you an invite to PWR. Come check it out. Uh, yeah, for sure. And then I, I do want to thank you also Hurt, for the fantasy league. It's a lot of fun every week to sort of just, you know, mess around and make the picks. And uh, so uh, it, it's been a really cool uh, right now. If, if people want to know, Champ is number one spot. Uh, followed by the game, baby. Followed by Hurt. And follow, you're tied with my father-in-law, who shows that he's a really good pick and he always has been. Um, so it's, it's kind of crazy. Uh, and then Dujanay is in fourth spot, and Sith is in fifth. So, you know, uh, True Radio Network is uh, heavily represented in, in this crowd. And so uh, it's fun to be able to do that weekly with you and make to do those picks. So I appreciate for all, all the joy and all the things that you've brought into my life. And uh, my heart goes to you. And, um, you know, let me know if there's anything I can do for you even offline appreciate that look i got a jet i'm gonna catch y'all later on yeah have a good one all right brother all right well, I so appreciate her giving us the time. I know that he's got work tonight, and so he's literally off to go to work right before it. So this is he does this right before his job, and he works nights. So I really appreciate him taking that time uh, and being a part of this. And he was such a big part of um, that first you know couple of seasons with us. And you know he's been a guest on our show uh, almost in all eight seasons of the podcast. And uh, so uh, yeah, it's. It's a rough one for a lot of people out here, um, but I am happy that we're able to do that. I want to give a quick little scoring update. Four minutes left in the fourth quarter here. Uh, New Orleans is still up 13 to 9, um, and um, it's uh, 16 to 11, I believe, in the Pittsburgh uh, game. Um, so, uh, is that right? Yeah, I think it's still 16 to 11. So, uh, no, it's 16 14. I'm sorry. Cleveland Browns just uh, uh, scored a field goal. Um, so uh, there's 30 seconds left in the second quarter. Uh, so it's almost halftime in that one. And uh, we're going to be joined live about with uh, Tim's joining us right now. Oh, here's the actual field goal. I love how the score bots before YouTube TV. So I know hey, how you guys doing? So look up. Uh, we're doing up, pretty Tim? good. It's, uh, it's good to see you, Tim. Um, yeah, it's good to see you guys. Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, Arun was at a not-so-great game. Uh, they, the scorebot yeah. has said that it's a loss. I don't know if he'll be joining us in the second half. He's Rough always game. welcome uh, to give us his take if he still wants to, uh, but obviously no pressure on that. Tim, I'm excited because uh, your Ravens got another win, and this was an important one against a division uh, foe. Uh, let our listeners know about that game. Yeah, it was an interesting game. Uh, I think the Ravens uh, should have won by more than three points. There was a few weird plays like a touchdown on special teams that Cincinnati was flagged for. And then it was picked up uh, after, I don't know, the refs just decided to pick it up for some reason. But um, the, Ra- the Ravens look good on on uh, on offense a lot better than week one. I think Lamar just needed a little bit of time to um, get comfortable with the new offense and the new offensive coordinator. 
So they were definitely smoother. Um, not as many serious injuries this week, but OBJ got hurt a little bit, which wasn't great, but definitely awesome to get the win. And I think Burrow, um, Burrow's hurt again. He, he was gimpy um, at the end of that game. So I think for the Bengals, it was a crushing loss, divisional loss, plus a huge injury. So I think they are going to struggle for like at least the first half of the season, if not the whole season. Tim, what do you think about John Harbaugh downplaying OBJ's injury, saying it's not that serious and that he'll most likely play next week? It's hard to say. Um, I've also heard, like, Schefter reporting that it's minor, so hopefully that means it's solid, but I guess it puts a little pressure on him to play this week. Um, But the fact that he was on the sideline and didn't look too uncomfortable – I think is a good sign too, that he, you know, he's not, it's not serious and hopefully like one week at most, if not um, even he'll suit up this week, which, which would be awesome. Oh no, I just got a scoring update. That's not going to make Tim very happy. Um, the Orioles are now tied in the bottom yeah, of the sixth inning. Yeah. I got the game on here. Three, yes. three now. Yeah, 3-3. Three, three. So uh, it's halftime. Uh, the Steelers lead the Browns 16-14. to 14, um, And um, the Saints just scored a touchdown, I think. Right? Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a, a running play uh, that he cut back and he got in the end zone. Um, and that's it's 19-9 to nine with extra point coming right now. So this could be uh, potentially the nail in the coffin if they can make the extra point. Um yeah, so it's 20 to 9. It's an 11-point game. You can still get a two-point conversion. 314 left. Uh, it's going to be a tough road here um, for um, uh, Carolina. Um, but, uh, Tim, what are some of your uh, – do you have any other thoughts about the um, the Baltimore game? No, I would just say it's great to see a win with all the uh, injuries in the first game. A lot of people picked against them, so – Shows a lot of um, a lot of good depth, but uh, next week it's the Indy Indianapolis Colts, who aren't great, but they stole the Baltimore Colts back in the day, so there's always bad blood. And then it's the Browns after that, so the team that Baltimore stole. <laughs> yeah, it's so kind of a weird right? steal bowls. Yeah, <laughs> so that's kind <laughs> of a weird uh, thing, but but true. Um, so let's go through the games um, from last week just real fast, and I'll let you guys chime in at the end any of the games you want to talk about. Uh, so the Eagles won 34-28 to in their game. That was the Thursday night football game. The Packers uh, lost to the Falcons 25-24. to uh, The uh, Cincinnati, we just talked about it, they lost that game, and they were favored to win that one. Um, and then the Chargers lost to the Titans, um, uh, who a lot of people did not expect that game uh, to go that way, uh, including myself. And then the Buccaneers were able to beat the Bears 27-17. to The Bills beat the Raiders 38-10. to uh, The Seahawks beat the Lions, which I think was surprising for many. Uh, the Seahawks put up 37 points in Detroit. Uh, then uh, Kansas City did beat the Jaguars in a pretty low-scoring game, 17-9, to uh, but most people had sort of predicted that uh, correctly. And then uh, the Colts beat the Texans, um, which is no surprise. They were able to score 31 points. Uh, San Francisco was able to win 30-23 to over the Rams, which most people predicted correctly. 
The New York Giants were down 21 points in the second half to the Arizona Cardinals and came back to win that game in regulation. So, um, a pretty impressive comeback. They were down 20 to nothing uh, at the after the first half. In fact, they were down basically 60 nothing in points over the course of the first six quarters. Uh, but they were able to put up 31 points in that second half uh, against Arizona. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. The Jets-Cowboys game, uh, most people predicted the Cowboys to win that, especially without Aaron Rodgers for the Jets. Um, uh, they beat them 30-10. to 10. We've already discussed uh, the Commanders game for the whole first hour of the show. Uh, they won that game 35-33. to 33. Uh, Thank goodness that that two-point conversion wasn't good. Uh, Miami Dolphins beat the Patriots 24-17. to 17. Uh, That leads us to these two games that are happening live right now. Again, the Saints are beating uh, Carolina uh, 20-9, and uh, the Browns and Steelers game uh, is now at halftime. Um, and the Steelers lead the Browns 16-14. to 14. Uh, Tim, uh, real quickly, we'll start off with the Monday night football games. I know that you have an interest in that Steelers-Browns game. Um, who do you want to win it? <laughs> I guess a general uh, question. I mean, it's hard to pick because I do hate both teams, but I think just I'm rooting for the Browns because – the Steelers are they never have a losing season. They're always there at the end or at least close. So although I think the Browns are a better team on paper and more of a threat, they're still the Browns. I think they'll ruin it themselves like they always do. But if the Steelers go 0-2, oh, I don't was there a crash there or something? Yeah, Lily just literally rolled off the couch into a into a kid toy that's now making noise. So that was highly okay. entertaining. I wish that <laughs> yeah. any of these cameras were focused on that. Yeah, I was the only person. She like did a spinning move, landed on her back, and then she was like, "What am I supposed to do now?" And then f- found a way, and, and like in the little space between the couch and the table, so like literally the size of her. This yeah, point. the little so. crack. Yeah, it's like it was like radio sound effects when I was like, oh, I hope the Browns win. But yeah, so Browns narrowly, but I hate I hate them both. And I feel bad for Nick Chubb and also for my fantasy team. Yeah, uh, because that injury looks terrible. So bad. Yeah. Probably season ender, I, I would guess. Yeah, uh, for sure. Another bad one for the league. Yeah, um, I thought I had a Lily command that was supposed to make a dog appear. But I don't. Oh, there it is. Now it's randomly huh. appearing. Um, Star of the show. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm trying out some new effects. If you're watching live on Twitch, if you're not, then you're just really confused on what's happening. Um, but uh, I do appreciate you, Facebook, and our audio podcast listeners uh, for tuning in as well. Um, all right, uh, Tim. Uh, thoughts on other games of week two? Uh, any games stand out to you that you want to talk about? Yeah, I would say I, I thought it was pretty shocking that um, the Chiefs-Jaguars game was such a defensive struggle. I I mean, I, I thought that the outcome wasn't surprising. Like you said, a lot of people pick Kansas City. Uh, but for their defense to, to do so well and hold the Jaguars, I think, to um, nine points and not, no TDs, that's impressive. I thought a lot of people probably took the over in that game. And uh, it was just a defensive struggle. Chiefs don't look great, but they went one and one, you know, averted disaster. So good for them. But I don't think they're quite as 
dominant this year. I mean, we'll see, but they don't look, you know, too sharp yet. Pat Mahomes has got a raise uh, today. Oh, interesting. I didn't yeah, know huge raise, restructure raise. Wow. So te- technically not a new deal, but more money. Wow. That's, that's crazy when you think about it. It, yeah, was, it was already he, a pretty big contract. Two, two, yeah, he's going to get $210.6 million guaranteed from this year all the way to 20, 20, uh, 2026, most ever in a four-year span. Wow. He, he, he needs to, good. yeah, to keep up with the other recent QB contracts that were higher than his. You know, yeah. he was still top 10, but he should be the number one or top three. So, yeah, for I, sure. I think it just to, you know – for for his happiness, you got to help him out there. It probably helps the salary cap too. Yeah, for sure. I um, it's crazy. He's going to get paid. I I do have to say that they have struggled a little bit without their offensive coordinator, and I think we've looked a lot better with that offensive coordinator. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how much was him and how much was. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I'm hoping it was the coach, but that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, uh, all but, Washington does. So, um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see nonetheless because they didn't score a heck of a lot of points uh, these first two weeks, um, and uh, there was some injuries on that team. So it's not all the coach, but uh, it'll be interesting to see going forward how that affects things. Uh, I'm going to ask Champ, what are some of your thoughts? You can talk about either of these Monday Night Football games or any of the games from Week. I will say I really enjoyed the Sunday night game between Miami and New England. I was watching that on Peacock, and that was a really, really good game. Uh, Tua looked really good. It didn't help my fantasy uh, chances, unfortunately, but looked really good. And the fact that for the first time in 22 years, the Patriots have started the season 0-2, but we all remember what happened that year that they started 0-2. It was in 2001, and they went on to win their first of many Super Bowls. So that could be a positive omen for Patriots fans, or it could turn out to be a curse for them. But the game was really, really good. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson is a really good runner, knowing that he doesn't have Damon Harris, Damian Harrison, uh, Harris behind him. Uh, taking some of his uh, carries. I think he's going to be a really talented back for that team, honestly. And Mac Jones, Mac Jones has his moments, but I, you know, would not really, with the only known weapon that he has in the, in the wide receiving core of Juju Smith Schuster, um, the passing game is going to be a very, is going to be the a point of contention for that team because of the fact that the only real threat they have is Juju Smith Schuster, who hasn't been a threat really since he left Pittsburgh. So, that's what's really going to be a very interesting thing for me is what the Patriots are going to do now down 0-2, having lost, especially having lose, lost to a division rival in the second week of the season. But that was one of my favorite games that wasn't the Commanders that I really enjoyed watching was that one because of how, you know, really how good both teams played with Miami being able to come out on top and to start the season off the way that they have. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, I was kind of surprised by that too, but I think Miami's been pretty good, you know, lately. So I kind of was not surprised on that sense, you know. I just think that Miami is the better team. Uh, but it's, of course, our old friend Joe Pace, Tim, was blamed uh, the referees once again uh, in that. Oh, game. was it the fourth down uh, spot, the challenge at the end? I don't know. That's maybe. the only thing. 
that play was crazy. Were you talking about the yeah, one where they lateral, the lateral to the offensive alignment and he was down short in line of game? Yeah, because they called it a first down and then it was overturned and it was close. But the Patriots also had a touchdown pass that was clearly illegal. Um, or sorry, it was um, a, the lineman was downfield too far. So it was illegal man downfield and it, and it wasn't called. And they showed it over and over on the TV um, replays. So they got one and maybe they lost one. They didn't deserve to win the game. They were losing the entire way. It was not even really close until the fourth quarter again because they don't really get their act together until the fourth quarter. I will say year. that Raheem Monster touchdown run was beautiful. He found yeah. the hole, and next thing you know, it was speed kills. He like he found he found space and just took off. And it was like not a, a it, no one touched him at that point. He broke one, I think he broke a half of a tackle, and he was gone. And I was like, that's the Raheem Monster that we should that we saw in San Francisco that we should see now. He's that's the Raheem Monster that Miami expected to have when he they had him in the in the backfield, and he showed it. Uh, on that touchdown run. And I think that when you, when he's on his game and Tua's on his game with the receiving core, I think that Miami is a very dangerous team in the AFC East. They're a very dangerous team because they, they have the tools. They just need to be able to execute that. Real quickly, uh, an update since uh, um, Carolina is driving here. It's first and goal. Uh, Oh, did I think New Orleans may have just taken a timeout because um, they wanted to see what was set up. So minute 21 uh, left in this uh, game here. First and goal, uh, they're still down 11 points. So uh, interesting to see how they do this. Part of me wonders... Onside kick for sure. Well, score. yeah. So if you're trying to get the most amount of time remaining, sometimes I wonder if why... Well, I guess it's first and goal. Maybe try for the end zone. But I would try to almost kick earlier. Because you need to already get the onside kick and leave yourself more time, you know, to march down the field, right? Versus like, I don't know. I, I guess say you give it two plays because you're close, right? Yeah, your first and goal. So, yeah, don't burn like three or four plays to do it. Yeah, exactly. So again, minute twenty-one. There's fifteen on the play clock. I'm going to hold it here just because uh, we're talking live NFL on this week and see if they can do it. Uh, so they have the ball. It's up and hits the pylon. And it's a touchdown. Uh, great play. Um, great around. And uh, just, yeah, it's 20 to 15 now. See if they get this two-point conversion here. So uh, some excitement might Keeping be left here. Keeping it interesting. Yeah, exactly. So it's a three That's been, That has been the theme of these first two weeks of the NFL season is just keeping it interesting. Yeah. A lot of parody, a lot of sloppy close games <laughs> yeah exactly yeah there's i don't feel like there's a dominant force you know in the nfl after week two it's not like i feel like oh my god they're the team that's gonna probably probably the cowboys as much as it hurts to say it, but they won know. their two games like a combined 70 to 10 or something something stupid wow great play for the two-point conversion and he fakes it he's gonna run it then he sends the guy out wide so that way it looks like he's saying i'm gonna throw it to you i'm gonna throw it to you people start to drift over and then he comes across his body she always tell you not to do uh but then uh perfect two-point conversion right there cuts it to a three-point game and so the onside kick is going to be a key here and uh this is an interesting finish. Yeah, that's why cool. he was the number one overall pick. Yeah, it's uh, it's a really good play, and uh, yeah, yeah, funny. had some good runs. He struggled first half, but runs 
definitely athletic. I do feel bad for Anthony Richardson. His first two games, he left uh, before the end of the first game against the Jaguars, and then he left during the second game with a concussion. So I feel bad for Anthony Richardson. Hopefully this doesn't derail his rookie season, having to deal with this the first two weeks of his uh, NFL career. Yes. Do you know Uh, if he's playing this week or how badly he's hurt? I think think he's in concussion protocol at the moment, so – we that's something if anybody owns him in fantasy, we'll have to keep an eye on that on that situation. I know that um uh Devontae Adams was taken out of the game again with uh Vegas with a concussion, but the very just today he was already cleared and uh declared healthy to start on uh, this upcoming week. So um I find that to be very odd that he would be taken out with a concussion, but then he's immediately cleared. So we'll have to see how that goes and things like that. But uh, other in, another big injury was uh, Saquon Barkley. Looks like he's going to miss yeah. multiple weeks uh, with an injury. Uh, three or with four some weeks, kind of, I think. Yeah, some kind of uh, three or four weeks with an ankle sprain. So uh, the Giants, who managed to make that comeback against Arizona, are going to be without their uh, star tailback for a couple of weeks. So uh, Danny Downs going to have to do something with all that money that he got <laughs> paid. He's going to have to do something special in order to keep the Giants in, in, in play uh, for the next couple of weeks, honestly. So their their schedule is tough too. They're not going to beat San Francisco on Thursday without Saquon. And then they have to play some good teams like Seattle and it's a rough start for them. Oh, that was hard. So hands team was in onside kick was not successful. Although it was a pretty good kick and there was a chance at it. Uh, But, um, uh, and they were able to just run it there. Quarterbacks, um, run for a first down and so now the uh, uh the clock is ticking why did it stop though i didn't think they had any timeouts left did they oh they did have a timeout i miss i hate I like- the way, way that espn lights it up it's really hard to see that yeah i like what tim just said about seattle because seattle had a really good game against had a really like shootout type game against detroit but geno smith able to like really show something who would have thought that geno smith would have went from what happened to him in new york with the jets to now to becoming comeback player of the year last year with seattle and still playing at a high level this year like already in the first two games it's incredible how far geno smith has come in the nfl yeah, for I sure. Th- yeah, I think he just got unlucky in New York, both New York teams, because the first Jets, you know, he got drafted. That was dysfunctional. He got into a fight in practice, got hurt, you know, never had a good team around him. This He played for the Giants a little bit, but he was replacing Eli, and that team was bad too. And um, the fans were never behind him because you're replacing a legend. So I think Seattle and Pete Carroll – that's what he needed. He needed to be able to sit for a while and learn and then just get a better coach, better, better franchise. And um, I think, you know, I'm not saying he's going to like do better than last year necessarily, but I think they made a good decision to keep him for not a, a crazy amount of money. Yeah. And that's the ball game. They, uh, they take a knee and uh New Orleans escapes to the 20 to 17 victory, but it was definitely a very exciting ending for sure. Um, 
All right. Well, I think we've unfortunately uh, for, for Tim also. Um, uh, well, the Orioles did just get a a run back. Yeah, but they're they coming. Did give... Coming back. It's been a crazy inning, but uh, five four. But there's first and third zero out. So hopefully they at least tie it. Yeah, for sure. Welcome in, Hez, um, for joining on Twitch chat. I, I love how many people have uh, stopped by uh, today on the show. It's um, It's been a lot of fun to be back live on Twitch. I know that last week it wasn't working, so I am excited uh, for that. There is a Pokemon in chat if anyone wants to uh, catch that. Um, and... Um, yeah, it's uh, been a fun night to talk about the two victories. I'm happy that the Ravens got uh, the two wins, and, and so did the Commanders. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Hez and I have been friends. Uh, he's a big Mike Shinoda fan uh, on Twitch. A shout-out to Mike Shinoda, the lead of my favorite band of all time, Lincoln Park. Um so, uh, yeah, it's been good. I'm going to talk about a couple of other sports real fast um, and uh, get Tim's thoughts on them as well. And then we'll, we'll head out of here, um, maybe even end a little bit early and go for a raid. Um, the two sports we're going to talk about, uh, obviously, are the uh, – well, maybe not obviously to some people – is the WNBA. Um, our uh, Mystics are in the playoffs unfortunately uh the one playoff game they had was in new york and they lost in new york they started off strong they outscored the liberty 29 to 23 in the first quarter uh but then the liberty uh had a very good defensive second quarter outscored them 23 to 13 and then outscored us 23 to 15 in the third and then outscored us 21 to 18 in the fourth for what ended up being a 90 to 75 victory um and uh disappointing first game in new york they'll have a second game in new york on tuesday if they're able to win that tuesday meaning tomorrow if you're listening live um and if they are able to win that game it extends that series uh to uh friday where a game would be in washington um so it's interesting it's a lower seed you'd get the last game but you'd have to win one of the first two games on the road uh, so they have one more opportunity for that uh, Tim, any thoughts on uh, the Mystics? I just know that New York is dominant this year, so that's going to be tough to steal a game. But like you said, I kind of love that um, format where if you do steal a road game, you get rewarded with the uh, very, very valuable game three at home. So I'm sure that happens pretty often, and it's a good way to cut that on travel. But I just – yeah, I think it's – you know – the NBA is not going to do that. It just would be too weird. Right, for sure. It's interesting. Champ, do you have any thoughts on uh, the uh, Mystics? Yeah, uh, Elena Deladon, who's one of their stars, she struggled in this game, only scoring 11 points in 35 minutes, shooting 5 for 12 from the field and only making one free throw. So when she struggles, it's clear that this team doesn't can't get it together. Uh, Maisha Hines-Allen was the leading scorer, only playing 27 minutes and scoring 21 points with eight rebounds, shooting 9 for 13 from the field. So if they can get Elena Deladon to, get, to make some shots – and if Maisha can uh, make can have the same scoring output that she had on this game, I think they can steal a game. Uh, 
this coming Tuesday and bring it back to the sports uh, sports and entertainment center in Southeast and possibly take this series and move on to the next one. But they definitely got to get more scoring, especially from Deladon as well as well as the rest of the team. So they got to get the scoring down and they got to play defense. I know New York's a very good team, but I think that they're still a beatable team. Um, for sure. Um, I hope that they're able to find a way to extend the series and make it exciting. And we'll obviously break down one, if not both of those games next week. Uh, I like has says Robbie looks like LP Rob with a beard and long hair. Coincidence. I think not. He has the Illuminati symbol. So that's pretty funny. Has, if you um, want an extra Lincoln park emote, if uh, it is uh, September and I, I think my favorite emote that I've ever designed or one of them uh, is a Lincoln park one. Uh, a lot of LP fans across Twitch actually sub to me just to have that one, which I think is kind of funny. Um, it, we got a 50 yard uh, field goal attempt here in the Steelers versus Browns game. Um, the Steelers are up and it is good for 50 yards uh, and extends the lead uh, to 19 to 14 with 1147 left in the third quarter here. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Let's talk a little bit. I'm going to test some testing some commands out here. So if we turn off the WNBA and we turn on uh, MLS, it should, if everything is correct, make the um, uh, let's see if this works. Um, why didn't that work? Should have brought up the um, the soccer graphic, but I don't know why it did not. Hold on. Um, did I not have? Hmm. Sorry, I was just trying to make it so that way soccer should show up, but I guess I did not trigger that one yet. I thought I did have a DC United. Oh, here it is. I have to program that for next week. There you go. DC United. Um, all right. So I'm trying a new thing where I can use commands to try to make the graphics automatically appear. So I'll have to build out the DC United one uh, for next week. Uh, but the um, it, it's been an interesting season so far uh, in MLS. It's a really close. So if we talk about the table, which is what the standings are in soccer. Uh, DC United finds himself in the nine spot. The eight versus nine will have a play-in uh, game uh, or series rather. Um, and right now it's very close. The eight spot has 36 points, uh, which is Montreal. And we have 35 points, DC United. The Chicago Fire is in the 10th spot, um, is at 33. And the Fire and Montreal have both played one less game than us. And one win is three points. So uh, it's still very close here. Um, DC United actually played Charlotte uh, to a draw. It's their second week in a row where they've had a tie 0 0 uh, match um, and uh, ultimately you do get a point for that. So it's not necessarily a bad result. Uh, I just thought it's interesting that they hasn't scored, but they also haven't let in a goal in three consecutive games because the game before in September was, was, they won 4 nothing. So it's a 4 nothing, 0 0, and 0 0 decisions. Uh, I do have to give them credit for a stout defense. Uh, three weeks in a row there. They are going to play Atlanta on Wednesday in a Wednesday game. It's at home here in Washington, Audi Field at 7.30. And then they turn around and play the Red Bulls also at Audi Field on Saturday, September 23rd, also at 7.30. So two more games this week. It's a very busy week for them. Um, and uh, Atlanta, 
uh, and uh, New York are uh, some pretty big teams. Um, but uh, Atlanta is in the sixth spot. Uh, they have 45 points. Again, we have 35, so they're 10 above us. The Red Bulls are still mathematically still in it. They have 30 points, so it's a big game for them to try to creep back in. Uh, they've also played one less game than D.C. United. So uh, some interesting stuff here in Conference East uh, that we'll be uh, tracking and giving a weekly update in. Uh, Tim, uh, any thoughts on uh, soccer? I, I read a little bit about Wayne Rooney's comments uh, after the last game. It was, uh, I, I just feel like, you know, obviously he's a little frustrated that they haven't um, scored more. Cause I think like you said, DC United sort of been on the playoff fringe the entire season um, kind of up and down, you know, they haven't really excelled at any point of the season or gone on any long losing streaks. The other thing that I noticed, uh, unlike a lot of teams, obviously like Miami, uh, they did DC United didn't spend a bunch of money this year and get any like huge international signings. So they're not necessarily going to have reinforcements come and save the season. So I think they just got to figure out something with the scheme to score more because it's not like they have any, you know, new players coming that are going to be like huge stars. Right. For sure. Champ, I know you don't really follow DC United that much, but any thoughts just uh, at all on that? No, no, no. I, no I, yeah, you're right. I don't really follow the ML, MLS, but from looking at the situation that DC United is in right now, they have a two-prong, they have a, a double, two options in terms of what they got to do with the season going forward. One is push forward to try to overtake Montreal and Nashville in order to get a guaranteed spot into the postseason but the other option is they need to play their way they need to play and hold off chicago fire to stay at least into a spot where they can get into that playing series to try to get the ac to get into the postseason people don't realize that when the mls was first established dc united was the original uh dynasty they were the original dynasty. They won multiple MLS Cups the, during the, uh, the inaugural period of MLS. But then they kind of teetered off. But now hopefully they can start to push forward having Wayne Rooney uh, with, the French, with, with the club and be able to do something with that. And so hopefully they're able to either push forward and get into a guaranteed playoff spot by overtaking Montreal and Nashville. Or they can do as much as they can to hold all Chicago fire and at least get a chance to have that playing series with Montreal or Nashville if Montreal happens to overtake them. Whoever is the AC to be able to get into that. That uh, that series, and then try to get that eight seed. Yeah. So, little update on this game. The, I thought the Browns guy was in for the touchdown, uh, but they, I guess, some part of their body and the nose of the football hit the ground before they hit the plane over, and they said that he was down. And uh, so they ended up being on the one yard line here, uh, first and goal, and uh, they were stopped on first and goal. Uh, well, let's see how they do here on second and goal. I am rooting for the Browns in this game, so I'm hoping that they're able to punch it in here. And they are able to punch it in for a big-time touchdown. Um, and, um, and so, yeah, they, are, they take a 20-19 to 19 lead here with uh, an extra point or potentially maybe go for two here. I, I think that they should. 
because um, right now they're up one, and there's not much of a difference between two and three. So, by the by the way, in this game, T.J. Watt became the all-time uh, Steelers leader in sacks with 81 and a half, passing James Harrison, who's wow. a legend. All right, they are going to go for two-point uh, attempt. That is a cool stat. Thank you, champ. Um, all right, so. They, uh, well, Scorebot just ruined it for me, but it looks like the Browns are going to convert here. Uh, let's see uh, here. Oh, it's a running play. Interesting. Um, he runs it in there and uh, just chucks the ball at the the end or at the uh, the fans there. He's he's running angry. Anyway, takes a three point lead here. Now ten minutes um, left in the third. Uh, quarter uh, and an exciting game. Uh, so I'm happy that we've gotten two Monday Night Football games uh, in today. Uh, I will just do a quick little update uh, on uh, how the, the baseball teams are doing. Let me see if this works. CMLB. See if I can swap it in. Oh, cool. It does work. All right. So um, kind of a rough week uh, for the Nationals. Um Going back to last Monday, the 11th, they were able to beat Pittsburgh um, 6-2, to and then they would drop the next five games, so 3 to Pittsburgh, 5-1, 7-6, and 2 nothing all in Pittsburgh. Then they go to Milwaukee, drop the first two games of that series, 5-3 and 9-5. They are able to win yesterday 2-1, to uh, but unfortunately fall 6-1 uh, to one against... Um, Chicago. So um, I'm not sure if Arun's still going to uh, call in, uh, but it's totally fine if he doesn't. I was hoping that we'd get a win and, and excited Arun, uh, but I, I don't. Uh, I do think we'll probably end the podcast a little bit early. Uh, but I also wanted to give an update. Uh, I know Carol has always been all about DC sports, but I'm kind of rebranding us about DMV sports because I like the Ravens and the Orioles and he's not here to stop me. So, um, uh, the, um, until, until the band, then he's going to, then he's back. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, um, I will cover I feel the- like I need to be CP three and stop you, but <laughs> I'm not going to do it. There I don't have go. a ball head, so I can't do it. <laughs> right. Um, so Baltimore uh, was able to win on September 11th, 11 to five. They dropped the next four themselves, losing the next two to St. Louis, five two, and one nothing. Uh, then they were uh, lost the first two to Tampa Bay, four three, and seven one. And then they were able to win the last two against Tampa Bay, eight nothing, and then five four. And they're playing Houston right now in a very close game that's six to five in the bottom of the seventh. It looks like Tim. What are your thoughts on your Orioles? Yeah, overall, it was a tough week, but it ended well. Um, The Tampa series was huge because that's the team that is in second place now in the AL East and just two games behind. So it was actually pretty, pretty, I I would say, a a win to just split the series because the Orioles secured um, the season series against them. So they have the tiebreaker. And as you, you might know, this year in baseball, um, or the last couple of years, if teams are tied, there's no longer a tiebreaker game. It just goes to head-to-head, so that's really important. Um, and they clinched, the Orioles clinched the playoffs, so that's good. But um, still two weeks left. they got to finish strong to win the division, hopefully win 100 games. Uh, but 
but yeah, it's the stretch run, you know, a lot of tired players, but it's good to, good to win the last two games. Yeah, there's a Pokemon in chat if anybody wants to catch a rock rough, they can. Um I'm happy that the Browns just scored there. Uh, I've been to see how this game uh turns out. And uh but I, I'm I'm happy that the Orioles did clinch a playoff spot. That's a um a big thing for them. Uh, and I hope that they're able to continue their good play through the playoffs. And uh yeah, Tim, I'll let you give any final thoughts that you want on any topic and then I'm gonna talk a little bit of uh wrestling with Champ before we go. Oh, uh, wait, but- wait, wait, wait. We have a wild Arun sighting coming in. Oh, he is coming in. All right. There he is. He made it in time. Arun, you can feel free to jump on in, and uh, we can talk to you about uh, the baseball or uh, anything about the football you want to talk about as well. Oh, is he? I can see him. I cede my time to Arun if he can. <laughs> he can join my, us. My oh. outro could be his intro if he's here. <laughs> well, I'll let you – uh, I was going to say that you guys can... There he is. There yeah. he is. Arun, I've missed you, my friend. How have you been, brother? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to just bounce right away. I'll, I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. You can stay. Time. I didn't know I didn't yeah. know Arun was going to make it. So yeah, I, retra- I retract entrance. our close our closing segment. So um, uh, Arun, I, I saw that it was a loss, but how was going to the game tonight? Um, it, was, it was 0-0 for a long time, but then uh, the White Sox scored like three runs. I, back-to-back innings so they had like six runs and it's kind of a blowout so kind of short me and my friend decided to leave early <laughs> yeah i see that clevenger had a six hit one run complete game for the white Sox. that's i'm gonna tell you something as someone who used to watch baseball a lot as a teenager this new era is very rare to see a complete game from a starting pitcher so that's absolutely incredible but i hate that it had it came at the expense of the nationals yeah, um, in the first inning, C.J. Abrams and Lane Thomas had back-to-back hits, but uh, C.J. Abrams was picked off on the first pitch and would like immediately, so the Nats didn't get any runs out of that at all. So that was kind of, I mean, if they scored, maybe it would have been diff- like just getting one run would have built some momentum. But their lineup is pretty bad. Like Carter Key Boone's batting two ten, and some other guys like batting two hundred. So it's like. It seems like the Nats are just going through the motions right now. Well, they're bringing up some players, and, like, this guy who's pitching today, he's, like, an international player, apparently, and he pitches well every other game. And he pitched well for the first four innings of shutout ball, but couldn't maintain it. And he gave up, like, I feel like he gave up, like, two hits in an inning, even when he was throwing a shutout. So it wasn't that good of a game. Yeah. What a, I mean, I've been pretty impressed with the, the rebuild, um, you know, overall uh, for the Nats. I, I think they're doing better than I had expected. Um, Arun, are you going to uh, root for the Orioles here in, in the playoffs, you think? Or uh, or are you going to, you think you're going to continue to watch baseball in the playoffs? Or are you switched over to football? Oh, yeah, I'll root for the Orioles. I don't, my friend, he like hates the Orioles. It's kind of funny, but I don't, it kind of, we grew up, when there was just like the Orioles and as long as they're competent they're I'm fine with them. It's like, as long as they're not suspending their announcers for like saying, I don't know, non-controversial things anyway. So I think they're fine that they're like, I don't really. I still thought that was the them. dumbest shit I ever seen in my life. I swear. I, I, I swear <laughs> for you that was dumb. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Very bad. They tried to hide it too. That was the worst part. 
Yeah. They're like, he wasn't suspended. He was suspended for something else. He wore the wrong shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. So, um, I, I, well, I guess I'll switch gears a little bit real fast uh, and ask you a general question about uh, the NFL. What were some of your thoughts on our, the uh, Commanders game, but also um, on the NFL Week Two? Yeah, no comments on Monday night, but um, yeah, um, the Commanders coming back was pretty. I didn't expect it after the first couple of drives when they just gave up like huge plays downfield to Mims and I'm just not conditioned to a Washington team being able to come back but how um, he kind of put it together they ran the ball a lot more too with Robinson in the second half and Russell Wilson didn't play well other than that Hail Mary play and um, I think like even when they there, there could have been like pass interference called on like the two-point conversion, but the play before was kind of like they to even get in Hail Mary range, I thought that was an incomplete pass. And um, maybe I think just like good, there's good karma going around with just um, Harris as the owner, Snyder being out. I think this feels like a different, like they seem to be getting more breaks maybe because of that. So do you have a different feeling going into this Bills game or do you still feel the same way you did at the beginning of the season about that one? Um, I think I probably still had Buffalo winning because like week one, the Bills inexplicably gave away a game to the Jets and they seem to have like put it together against the Raiders and their defense may not be that impressive, but I think Allen... It's definitely it's going to be a different like offensive test. I mean, well, Chase Young, he, I think he played better as the game progressed, but I still just think Buffalo's should be favored to win the game, and maybe, I, but I definitely think Washington has more of a chance than I, than before the season than I thought. I think they could definitely win, but I'm not like I'm still probably going to pick the Bills. For sure, yeah, I I think that that seems universal so far, but. uh Carol, did Carol pick the? Well, the only person who picked uh, to win this was maybe what? No, Sith was the one person in our pick'em that picked um, that um, us to win next week. But I I mean, Carol might change his mind. I don't know. Um, That's very possible. But Sith Uh, probably picked like random losses to the. Right, he he like lost to, Arizona. <laughs> well, well, actually, he picked us to lose to uh, this week. You know, going out to, which I can understand also because we have a terrible record. Yeah, I, I did too, to be honest, just because it's my, mile high. So, oh, I, Tina says I, I'll be I, I'll be at the game crying if Buffalo wins. Uh, Tina, if Buffalo wins, I want you to join us on Zoom next week and celebrate with us because we'll have hurt on. And you've been a super fan on here. You don't have to have any analysis of the game, but I just want to hear your fandom uh, in hour two. So if you, if they win, you, sh- you should think about coming on. So Tina is one of our VIPs here in uh, chat and a uh, very loyal subscriber to the channel, which I really appreciate. Uh, she just up for 13 months. and uh, But yeah, I hope that you have that amazing experience. And I also hope, you know, we talked to Hurt earlier. He's having a rough week. I'm hoping that they can get a win for him as well. So uh, it would really be a huge feather in our cap, especially going into Philadelphia, where I think it'd be very difficult to get a win. I know that Hurt mentioned earlier he'd rather fill the win against Philadelphia because it's a division rival if we get only one of these next two. But um, 
it's uh it'll be uh, a really hopefully a really good game I'm, I'm excited about it arun any other thoughts about any of the other games from um this past week um not really just like some i guess the nothing really jumped off the page other than like a saquon barkley injury i guess like the giants also struggle with the cardinals so but they won i was surprised that they came back though i mean to come back you know down 21 points you know against any team in the nfl is hard for sure yeah they scored more points i think in the second half than the raiders have all season or something i saw that stat Oof. <laughs> <laughs> they also was- did yeah, the Giants didn't score until the second half. They went. Yeah, they were down. Yes, yeah, yeah, without six, scoring, and it was sixty to nothing too, and points for and against. You know, over the first six quarters. So you know, uh, talk about a turnaround for sure. So, um, but I guess yeah. Kirk Cousins played better than I thought he would. It was I like- thought so too. That was actually a pretty good game. I watched that game on Thursday night. I'm happy you brought that up because we hadn't talked about that it, one yet. It, if Justin Jefferson didn't fumble, um, Cousins would have had better fantasy numbers, but I'm guessing he didn't kill it. Yeah, for sure. I uh, mean, t- I mean, Vikings tight end did very well because I had to go against him in fantasy and I got my ass whooped. So clearly they did something right on that Thursday night. Jesus. Deshaun Watson uh, just uh, made a pretty good play to put them in the first down. Uh, they are um, – uh, still up by three, 635 left in this uh, third quarter here on a very exciting game. Uh, Arun, I'll um, let you give any other final thoughts. I know you've had a long day, so Arun, any, any thoughts you want to share? With us? I'm just so happy to have our NBA roundtable. I know we're not talking basketball today, but um, it's nice to see all of you guys again. We haven't seen each other since the playoffs last year uh, where all of us have been together. Wizards playoffs, that, that was yeah. an amazing run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wizards playoffs draft, Wizards draft playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, but we we did cover the rest of the uh, the NBA playoffs. Um, but yeah, uh, Arun, any final thoughts before we let you go? Uh, no, uh, no RG three thoughts. I've been watching a lot of Gilbert Arenas stream since the like oh, the off season. Maybe maybe I'll start like giving Gilbert Arenas updates. No more RG three updates. I'm He's okay already... with that. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a new era. Um, but uh, awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, especially after a loss and a, and a busy day. And uh, we'll definitely have you on to talk uh, more of uh, all sorts of different things, whether it be baseball or uh, NFL and uh, the Commanders. And hope that you have a good week. Sure. Thanks for having me on. All right, Tim, I'm going to let you have your final thoughts as well. Yeah, and then the real I, goodbye this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The long goodbye. No, it's a good time. I like the surprise visit from Arun at the end. Um, yeah, I hope the NFL – I'm glad the NFL games have been close, but I hope for some better quality games. It, it's getting better every week, but um, week one was pretty pretty bad. Yeah, I, I agree. Um all right. Well, but, I, yeah, not th- it was good talking about it, though. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm happy that you're able to join us. We were able to talk a little bit about the Orioles and the Ravens uh, and uh, celebrate uh, big wins for victory Monday for both of our teams. And uh, I'm pretty yeah. happy that the DMV is four and us so far. So I'll take it. So yeah, good start. Let's keep it yeah. going. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, have a good week and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you too, guys. Bye. All right, champ. I've already put up the No Spots podcast graphic that now appears automatically with uh, 
Nation point uh, C no spots so you can see that in chat. It's cool that you can toggle these graphics live. All the mods can do it. Anybody can. Uh, uh, well, eventually I might even do it extended to VIPs as well to help me out to make the graphics all good. But um, you had a great episode yesterday. I know you were filming during the game, so that's always rough um, just because it was a crazy game. Uh, but let people know uh, maybe some of the, two of the biggest stories in wrestling of the week and then uh, let them know what else they could find on the No Spots podcast and what you're going to be uh, breaking down next week as well. Well, one of the big stories of this week is uh, Jay Cargill, who was originally passed over by the WWE back in 2019, who ended up signing with AEW. Her contract looks like it has expired, according to multiple reports, and that she is actually about to sign with WWE and become a part of WWE's main roster uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, she had what was rumored to be her final match this past Friday, uh, a, a shot at regaining the TBS championship that she won in a tournament and held on for 508 days, but she uh, lost that match. And then she gave uh, her opponent, Chris Statlander, who's the champion, a handshake and an embrace in the middle of the ring to basically signify that she was leaving. So uh, it's looking like she's going, she is WWE bound. So we'll keep an eye on that. The other uh, big story was that CM Punk two weeks after his, uh, being fired from AEW sort of addressed that firing in vague comments during commentary for an MMA uh, fight, uh, MMA event that he commentated on uh, uh, this past Friday. He made, they, like I said, the comments were very vague, but for those who are in the know, <clears throat> They kind of got what he was trying to say, but they were the the comments were not expect not the type of of response that a lot of people were expecting from him. There were a lot of reports saying that he was going to come out with a very explosive response to his firing, but instead he made very vague and come and almost comedic comments regarding his firing from AEW for cause after a backstage incident and in, and you're in England almost three weeks ago. Um, so that's those are some of the stories here and upcoming for the no spots podcast uh this past week we did a retro rewind and talked about the big five pay-per-views of the year 2000 this week we're going to continue our retro rewind and this time we're going to go back to what is this favorite pay-per-view of all time wcw starcade 1985 which i would i ne I never got to watch it because i was three when that event happened but he got to watch it live so we're i'm I'm going to get on the on Peacock and the WWE Network to watch it, and we're going to talk about the card itself, and we're going to also uh, recap last weekend's uh, Victory Road a special event for Impact, which uh, was which was which preceded their 1,000th episode, which we talked about on this week's podcast. So all of that's happening. Plus, we're going to have all this recap of the week in wrestling and things of that like that so make sure you check us out at twitch.tv slash true no spots pod we stream it live every sunday 7 p.m eastern after football is pretty much over uh so if you want to get your fix of wrestling after a day of foot uh, after seven hours of football you can come and check us out and make sure you check out sportsothp.com and click the partners button to check out previous uh episodes of the podcast as well so that's all i have for for you for when it comes to the wrestling 
Yeah, definitely uh, go check out our um, our Team Sports OTHP page. Uh, there's a lot of information, including Champs Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and other socials for the No Spots as well. I'm going to link it over here. Um, uh, this is the Team Sports OTHP link. You can click that one. It'll actually just open up a window, and it has all of our different hosts right there on it. Um, and uh, so... Uh, but just go follow him on Twitch, too. You can catch it live or on our website, also on the Podcast Partners button. Uh, you can check out that, too. I'm so happy you brought up the CM Punk one. That was the one topic I wanted to talk to you about. Do you think he is going to go to the WWE? Will they want him back? I mean, that is a very dicey situation because when he left uh, the WWE back in 2014, it was under very contentious circumstances. It was the day after... Uh, the Royal Rumble when he walked out and he wasn't released until July of that year. And he received his uh, notice of release on the day of his wedding. So it was a lot of contentious uh, issues with that. He also went on Cole Cabana's uh, podcast that he was doing at the time and really ripped into WWE in terms of their uh, medical practices. So there were a lot of hurt feelings. One of the uh, people that was still around when that happened was Triple H, who is currently uh, head of creative for WWE. So there's no telling if there's still hurt feelings or if those feelings have kind of dissipated in the last uh, eight, nine years since all of this happened. So that's a very dicey uh, proposition to have him go back to that, to there, especially given his age is in his mid forties. You have a lot of younger people on this, on the roster and um, it will be hard to kind of in to, to, to kind of integrate him into that roster and things of that nature. But there's an old saying, especially in wrestling, never say never. So I can't sit here and say he'll never go back to WWE, but it will be really, really hard for him to be brought back into that environment, especially given his exit from AEW and his his tumultuous two years that he spent with AEW, which is WWE's direct rival, whether they want to address it or not. Yeah, I just think he's still such a big name, and he's a crossover star in the sense that he's done, you know, UFC and WWE. I just, I would be interested to see if he comes on and maybe doesn't, isn't an in-ring performer, but maybe an announcer or something. I, I could see him returning to that company in some sort of facet, you know, maybe with him having to apologize for previous comments. I don't know, but I just, I don't see someone like him just being out of the business, right? He's just too polarizing of a character. Well, one of the comments that he made while he was doing commentary for that uh, MMA event that he did last Friday, one of the things that he said was that he's free for the next two months, which, you know, you automatically think that he currently has a non-compete with AEW, meaning he can't go to another wrestling company for the next two months, but that could, that may not be the case, but either way, um, he's probably not hard up for money. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's been very well with his money. His wife has been working with uh, women of wrestling. Wow. Which has been uh, broadcasting in syndicate all over the country. And so I'm pretty sure he's not hard up for money. So he really doesn't have to go back to the WWE, but he may want to go back just because he has that, that, that itch for wrestling. Uh, and the only, that would be the only promotion that could afford to pay CM Punk the money to come in and wrestle, whereas like places like MLW or Impact, 
definitely do not have the capital to pay a CM Punk to come in to wrestle, even though their schedules would be more favorable to him. I don't think they have the money to be able to pay him to come in and wrestle. So I think w, if he wants to stay in wrestling, WWE would be his only option. It's just the only thing would be, are there still hurt feelings there enough? Plus what happened with him is two years in AEW. Would that be in a situation where he just couldn't go back? Yeah. I'd be interested to see if they think it was a red flag. How many years has it been since he left WWE? Nine. It's been over nine years. So that's a, that's a fair amount of time. So I could see, you know, it, it's not like it was like three years ago or, you know, so it's a, uh, It'll be interesting to see how that has an impact on it. Well, I, I thank you. I thank you for helping me break it down and talking. You know, wrestling with me. I'm super interested in it. I watch lots of videos on social media to it. I I don't have the time to actually be able to watch it because I'm watching so many DC sports and you know two young kids. But I really rely on you and Sith and and your podcast to get, keep me up on news, and I really appreciate that. And these updates weekly are always very helpful. So uh, I hope that people who do enjoy wrestling do check out the No Spots podcast as we talk about earlier um i think we are going to end the audio podcast for this you know right now um and then i will go on a raid after that um but any final things you want on the audio podcast before we end that champ uh no just you know take command hail to the commanders and uh wrestling is in a great place right now so that's all i got to say thank you very much for having me on yet again as a co-host i really had a great time i can't wait for next week where hopefully even though i am i did pick the buffalo bills in our pick them hopefully we talk about a 3-0 start for the commanders next week yo kengenyo sayonara Thank you so much. Yes, I hope that everyone tunes in. That'll be episode 314, maybe Carol sighting. We'll see. Uh, a lot of the same guys uh, who are on tonight hopefully will be back next week. I really appreciate everyone for tuning in. Again, the podcast is on all platforms. Uh, you can give us a like uh, or a comment on our YouTube channel. That would be great, especially if you could subscribe. I'm trying to get uh, to 500 subscribers on the YouTube channel as well. So uh, I will split this video up into VODs. It'll be on our Twitch channel. It'll be on all those things. So we'll We'll see you next week. I'm going to end the audio recording uh, there.